New York Artists Collective. And welcome to the New York Artists Collective podcast. This next one's about. This is the podcast where we interview an artist to discuss the creative songwriting process behind one of their songs. I'm your host, Stephanie Manns, a singer songwriter and one of the New York Artists Collective producers. And today's guest is fellow Scotswoman singer songwriter Natalie Clark. Natalie Clark, it is so lovely to speak to you, a fellow Glaswegian. How are you, my dear? Hello there. I am good. I'm really good. This is great to have a chat with my fellow Scottish pal. This is good. So you're you're sitting in LA currently with a cup of tea. I am. And we're speaking trans what's the word? Trans no. Across, we're speaking across the states. <laughs> I was going to say transatlantically or transpacifically, but that's across an ocean. Oh yeah. And that's not what we're doing. <laughs> I'm so bad at geography. In fact, you were a teacher. What did you teach? primary teacher elementary school as known in america wiser anyway we'll get more into that and you're coming to new york at the end of march you're playing a couple of shows yes. here um so i'm looking forward to, to hanging out with you and seeing you again no me too but we met we were just chatting about this so we met two years ago which is funny because we actually met in new york and not in scotland i know i can't believe it's been two years i know it's crazy isn't it and you were playing at uh crackfest yes which is yes. What, t- tell us about crackfest and why you were why you were here yeah, so it's an Irish um, film and a music festival and it was fantastic actually. Just a sort of celebration of that Celtic culture and just getting to perform. It was the Mercury Lounge in Manhattan. It is a major highlight, you know. <laughs> so it, it is, it's very special for everyone who comes here and I can understand why. Yeah, you sort of dream of it when you're when you're younger and then I started uh, in latter years sort of maybe going there on a, on a holiday you know, with my mum and shopping and doing the exciting, you know, the touristy stuff. But to actually play music there is just so exciting, you know. So I'm so excited to get back and play. How do you find, um, I mean, obviously we're, we're from Glasgow and we know what a Glaswegian or a Scottish crowd is like. You know, how do you how do you find it compares to the US? Oh, I, I don't know. I just feel as if, you know, whenever you're playing, it's just connecting with whoever's there and... I find that just the spirit and sort of joy of music, I, I, I don't know whether everyone else feels this, but I kind of feel as if it's the same wherever wherever you go. If you're putting your heart and soul out, and, out there and playing the music, I just love connecting with people. The thing that is quite different, obviously, when, when I'm playing in America, is that there is, seems to be a bit of a novelty about the fact that, you know, I'm Scottish. There is a novelty that doesn't seem to go away. It's like people are, I think it's just because it, there aren't that many Scottish people here, it seems. So there's that sort of added connection, I think, or novelty when you're sort of maybe introducing yourself before you're playing or when you're chatting. I just, I love just connecting with the audience, you know. Here in the state. So Natalie, let's launch into uh, chatting about your song. This is a podcast where we where we chat about uh, artists, songs and things. So um, you brought us more than a mountain to talk about. So tell me about that song. Tell me how you wrote it yes. and uh, when you released it and what it's all about. Oh, so I'm, yeah, I'm so excited to have, to have got it out there um, because I, I released it in December it just uh, passed there, um, just before um, Christmas holidays. The truth is, I actually had written this song years ago, back in Scotland. It was around about the time that I, you know, I, as you mentioned um, earlier, I was a school teacher, so I was doing that full time, um, all sort of the while doing music. But anyway, the, eventually got to the point where I wanted to pursue music 
and finally built up the courage to actually do music full time. But around about that time when things were sort of brewing, you know, I think I'd actually just quit my job as a teacher. <laughs> so it was all exciting, really scary, but super exciting. Basically, this I, I wrote this song and it was kind of like a sort of a talking to myself, you know, I was like telling mm-hmm. myself, like, you've got to do this. You've This is your chance. Take the leap do it and the idea that yes you've got more than a mountain to move but just go for it and because you know on paper it did actually seem pretty much (laughs) impossible like I was just a girl from Scotland just you know doing her thing in Glasgow and had this sort of dream of doing this and you know going to America at the end of the day it seemed impossible but I'm starting to learn that nothing is impossible (laughs) and at the time of writing the song it was like you know me just telling myself like yes you've got more than a mountain to move but just break off the chains and walk like just go for it um and yeah so that's kind of what the song was about and so I did and then I ended up shooting a music video for it with um, my friend and amazing director and producer Heather um, McKay who's sounds like a Scottish name she is actually <laughs> not Scottish Scottish but yeah she's got the Scottish vibes in her but um and uh, yeah we ended up shooting a music video for it in the desert you moved your mountain and you you came to LA and it's all happening and it's all because of that song that's pretty positive it's very inspiring and just before we listen to it <laughs> I, I was listening to the, to the yeah. song earlier and oh. um I don't know if, the, if this sort of feedback has come back to you, but I feel like it, like your voice, and particularly on this song, and maybe, you know, in terms of the metal, the melody and what you're doing, it kind of sounds like if Duffy and Katie Tunstall had a love child. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that! <laughs> That's so cool. Awesome. I'm glad you like it. Well, I'll take that as a compliment. I love both of those artists, so that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right. Well, let's take a listen. Shine your light, keep it in sight Don't let people put you down when you're dynamite Shine your shoes, read the news But don't let everybody hear when you're singing the blues Hey! 
Natalie Clark and More Than a Mountain. So Natalie, you did move your mountain. You moved all the way from Scotland to LA, um, not without some trials and tribulations, but you have done it completely independently um, as, an, as an artist and as a singer-songwriter doing your own journey. What's that been like for you? Oh, wow. I mean... It's a big question. It's a very open question. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's honestly, it's just been the biggest adventure I, you know, have loved it. Yes, there's been highs, there's been lows. It's been certainly not been easy at times, but that's the thing that I'm kind of discovering is that when you go for a dream and you take a leap like that or like moving country or, you know, or changing career paths or anything like that, you know, it can be terrifying, you know, and, and also what I'm learning is at the start, it can be really exciting. The, the fear's there, but you're still sort of psyched and sort of come through some really amazing highs and, you know, highlights and then the reality can kick in where you realise that you actually have to earn a living and and make your own way independently. Um, it's not easy because if you're an independent artist, you're funding everything yourself um, in terms of your creative endeavours, but also just the sort of survival of actually staying where you've relocated to. So that was one of the biggest um challenges of trying to basically be out here it got to a point where um as most people do say <laughs> when they move to los angeles or new york i've heard as well you quite quickly run out of money and so it's just about trying to figure out how to how to stay there that was one of the biggest sort of learning curves of how to just um be here so then it, you know it ended up being that i had to you know just couch surf and cat sit and dog sit and all that just to to sort of stay here um but it still felt like something that I wanted to do. And I was still so excited about being in Los Angeles. Then when you face those kind of <laughs> challenges of like, oh gosh, it, there's, you know, it's totally an unknown. There's no guarantee of not only what your next step is, but also where you're going to stay next week. But one of the main sort of challenging aspects of that when you're an independent artist is trying to, you know, pay bills or, or just be here, but also then keep cultivating this, this sort of creativity of the bigger picture stuff of why, you know, you wanted to, to do music in the first place. Trying to keep that creativity flowing, keep the sort of passion alive and the excitement about the art that you're making. And, and to be honest, that's been one of the biggest challenges. There's also been, been amazing highs, amazing adventures and incredible people. So so going back to when you were in Scotland and, and I maybe may have made it sound like you were an elementary or a, a primary school teacher in Scotland who just went, I want to be a musician. And you got on a plane and you came here. And it wasn't quite like that. Um, you were a musician in Scotland and you... What was your big break in Scotland? You, um, as I as I understand it, I think there was something to do with Radio One, and Richard Branson saw you, and you got a bit of a break there. Wow, yeah, that was one of <laughs> one of the highlights <laughs> that I was talking about um, for sure. So yeah, just to kind of rewind because that was before I moved here. That all the way while you know while I was teaching and and working through all that, um, you know, I'd been singing since I was wee. You know, I'd been sorry. I just love the way that you said singing since you were wee. <laughs> I don't I don't hear people say that very often anymore. I love it. Okay. Well, you know, but you know <laughs> I'm talking to a fellow Scott, you know what I mean. I know, I know, I do. But um <laughs> But yeah, it's like, you know, so since I was like about eleven or something like that and then fourteen first singing professional. But anyway, so I, you know, throughout the years I've been plugging away at the music in different ways and then maybe about I don't know, it was maybe 10 years ago I started actually writing and all that kind of thing. Um, but 
pursuing um it was actually a sort of more academic um path initially because my background and my family is quite um sort of scientific professions and in the family and initially that's what I was I was going to do was was um actually child psychology and go back and do a um a PhD in child psychology and go down that path um and then to do that you go into teaching and then ended up staying in teaching for a while um so I found it tricky to sort of balance the music because it was this thing that was always just burning you know it was just always there just always a passion of mine so I found it quite hard especially you know when I was at university to try and keep those two things alive and then when I got into teaching you know it was only during the holidays um that kind of vacation time was when I sort of kept you know dive into the music side so that it was at the time it, it had been building up and building up and building up this sort of fire burning in me to the point where um it was actually my older brother um one of my brothers um Stephen it just go and try the music thing you know and I'm like don't be ridiculous you know I've like gone all this these years at university and I'm now teaching and I've got a great job and blah 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 and then um eventually I'd worked for about two months over the summer really really hard in the music and I was just so into it and so passionate about it and really kind of felt as if I was making strides like I was my writing was getting was getting better and it just felt right and good and exciting and then I was going back to school on the Monday <laughs> and it was like that feeling of like um you know when people say like oh, after a holiday or something when you have to then go back to your job it can be like oh man I'm back to work on Monday you know so it was that kind of feeling but then it was like times a hundred it was like almost felt really really depressing to me it was just like this almost like I can't believe this. I've talked about that before actually with with other artists and I think it's really just coming off that natural high of adrenaline. Yes exactly you know when it's when it's something that you're really feeling in your heart and you're passionate about and then suddenly you're like you're like whoa all psyched as you say running with adrenaline and then it's like whoa um you know it just this it was this this sinking feeling so anyway I went back and I realized though um after a couple of other bits and pieces um watching an Oprah masterclass <laughs> that's another whole story but uh, a couple of different <laughs> things um just there I was like okay I feel like I have to just at least give this a shot full time so anyway that's what I did I, I quit my job uh, after sort of years of of you know, if glimpses of like, oh, maybe, maybe, no, no way, no way, you know, and then eventually years later thinking, right, this is it, now is the time. So I quit my job and then what happened was I went down to London for a couple of months at first, thought that's a good kind of starting point. I recorded my first EP and I went down to London and, you know, was playing some different acoustic nights and showcases and things like that and then really quickly ran out of money <laughs> and then... um. London definitely does that to you um similar to New York and LA I found but anyway um the day I ran out of money literally the day I got this email saying that I'd won these tickets I'd put in um you know to sign up for this Q&A session with Richard Branson um up in Scotland and in, in Glasgow so I was really really gutted that I'd run out of money I'm thinking am I on the right path here like this is crazy what what am I what have I done and what am I doing and what's this all about you know meanwhile I'm down in London but then I got this email saying that I've got these tickets so I thought right I got a wee flutter of excitement because I was like okay that's quite cool that's like a really exciting you know actually see Sir Richard Branson and then maybe and also a part of that was like well maybe I kind of admit defeat because 
the actual Q&E was up in Glasgow. So I was like, man, I think I probably need to just fly back and get, you know, get back up to Glasgow and then put my hands up and admit defeat, you know. The night before that I flew back, I was literally like asking the universe, like, okay, what is the right thing here? What's the right thing to do? Because I feel this passion and burning for music, but also like, am I supposed to be going back to teaching? What should I do? Because this feels a wee bit scary and I'm running out of money and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was just like, oh, I'm crying in <laughs> the apartment I was in. I was like, oh. Um, but anyway, the next day, the next morning, I flew up for the Q&A and I went to the Q&A session and it was a BBC um, Radio 1 Academy. We're running this um, incredible programme of like Q&A sessions with artists and entrepreneurs and, you know, people like Sir Richard Branson. And so anyway, I had this Q&A session and out of like the 600 people or whatever, I actually miraculously got to ask a question probably due to the fact that it was me and this other girl that were the first two lined up outside at like three hours before the event but anyway so we were right at the front but um, I got to ask him a question and and I just asked him about um you know being brave I said like do you ever feel scared because my thought was if Sir Richard Branson feels fear then obviously it's okay and it's cool that I'm feeling terrified (laughs) and he's gone on to do cool things so maybe there's hope you know so anyway I just asked him like you know do you ever feel scared at the start of your kind of ventures and things and um, he was lovely and, and responded and said yes you know of course and reassured me and everything and then he just turned it on me and was like what's your plans you know and I was like um and I just told him like I'd just quit my job as a teacher to do music full-time I'm a singer-songwriter and blah 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 and he said right cool come up and sing us a song then and uh, the whole place was like, ah, including me and my brother. <laughs> we're like, ah. And mm-hmm. uh, they just hooked me onto the stage, the bouncers, you know, hooked me onto stage. It was Grimmy, Nick Grimshaw was interviewing him. And they just handed me a microphone. I didn't have a guitar or like no backing music or anything. It was literally just, here's a microphone, do something. And I had like five seconds to think and decide what what am I going to do? Because I was like, should I do covers? Like, what, what should I do? And I just started singing a song that I'd written, um, my own song, Weakness which basically is about kind of going your own path kind of thing, you know. So I just started, I just <laughs> made it to the chorus and uh, it went down, you know, well. It was, thankfully, <laughs> my gosh, it worked out okay. And, um, you know, they kind of played it in, on the on BBC Radio 1 the next day and Richard Branson, he was just so lovely about it and encouraging he was just incredible and then after that, you know, I found a way, it took me a long time but I found a way to, to I wanted to personally thank him because I wanted him to know that yeah, it was in, you know, all the papers and all that because it was a bit like, what happened? You know, this kind of impromptu song challenge but um, I wanted him to know how much that meant to me because I was literally questioning my path in life. I was literally like, what am I meant to do? Like, is this should I sort of continue this? It's so scary and, you know, and I told, you know, so anyway, I've managed to contact him and thank him. And then he's just been, you know, amazing and so supportive and encouraging. And, you know, we've been in touch over the years and, and he's just the fact that he takes the time to, you know, 
personally email when he's like an incredibly busy guy doing incredibly important, amazing, wonderful things. I mean, he's sending people out into space for goodness sake, you know, <laughs> with Virgin Galactic. Like, and he takes the time to send a little note and or something. You know, what I mean, like the other actually after after the um, more than a mountain release. You know, I sent him the song, I sent him the video, and. I just said, you know, this. I wrote this when this was all going on, and it's kind of it's kind of his vibe in terms of the message and everything. I thought maybe he would like it. I don't know. And so anyway, I sent it on. He was so sweet and encouraging, and you know, just lovely. And it was just amazing. And started he started following me on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, that was like a serious sort of for me, like a sign of just keep going and keep plugging away. And that was kind of at the start of the of this whole whole journey and after that it really kind of gave me the courage to to just keep plowing away and then eventually then to to move to LA I had this dream and I thought I think it's I think it could be possible I started thinking really um you know someone like Richard Branson and that's how he started and 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 you know gone on to do these things is just having a bit of like a seed of courage to just try stuff you know and 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 go for it here i am sitting in an apartment in los angeles ah i can't quite believe it still sometimes you know yeah i know it's incredible and um so you're coming to new york the end of march so what are you doing in new york yes i'm playing two shows with my good friend ryan nealon he's an incredible artist he's an amazing writer unbelievable vocalist he's just incredible he's so amazing so i would recommend coming out to see him <laughs> if anyone's listening but um yeah we're going to play two shows we're playing um so far new york um so far nyc that's on the 29th of march and then we're playing the rockwood music hall on march 31st um i think it's like at 7 p.m um so yeah, I'm so excited. I'm going to be playing. I'll be playing more than a mountain for sure. Uh, and can you please play Badass Woman? That's my. Favorite. Oh yeah, Grown Ass Woman. <laughs> grown Ass Woman. It's one of my favorites. Grown Ass Woman. I'll be playing that as well. I'm playing that and more than a mountain. A couple of different ones that are going to be um, on the EP. I'm going to release this year. So I'm so excited to be actually putting this music. Some of which is actually years old, but it's, it's new to <laughs> the general to listeners. <laughs> I need to just get out there old and new a big mixture um but yes I'm so excited and where can everyone find you so yeah I'm I'm just Natalie Clark music on most things so my website's natalieclarkmusic.com um and Instagram and Facebook is, is Natalie Clark music Clark with no e at the end I'm more of a fan of Instagram but you can find me on all the different um things the different platforms but um YouTube as well as Natalie Clark Music. But yeah, I'd love to connect with um, anybody listening and to stay in touch. And Wonderful. Natalie, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you and I'm very much looking forward to seeing you perform in New York. Um, New York is, is lucky to have you back. And hopefully we can, we can connect and do some more things in the future. We'd love to get you doing a, a New York Artist Collective show as well at some point. Yes, I would love that. Yes, please. I'm so excited to actually catch up. I can't believe it's been two years. So I'm so yeah. excited to get back there and catch up and talk music and just get stuck in. And yeah, thank you so much for having me on this. And I'm actually really excited. It's my first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. And, uh, you know, when you've got another release out, let me know and we'll, we'll have you back. Oh, I'd love that. Thanks so much, Steph. I appreciate it. 
the incredibly lovely and talented Natalie Clark from Scotland. Now, she will be in New York uh, around the end of March uh, for a couple of shows, and you can find out more details at natalieclarkmusic.com. And, of course, her socials and those details are in the podcast details. I'm Stephanie Manns. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And you can follow us at New York Artist Collective on Instagram, and our website is newyorkartistcollective.com. And there you can, of course, keep up to date with all of our upcoming shows, where we feature some other awesome artists. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. New York Artist Collective.